KPFA is thrilled to present KPFA's Drag Time Story Series in celebration of Pride Month. In light of the recent discussions surrounding drag story hours, we believe it is important to provide an opportunity for everyone to experience and reflect on this unique form of storytelling. The Drag Story Time series features captivating video and audio recordings of readings accompanied by insightful conversations with drag performers, authors, a publisher, and a parent. Through these recordings, we aim to challenge the calls for bans and encourage thoughtful consideration of the positive impact drag story hours can have on children and their families. You can access all the captivating episodes of the Drag Story Time series on our website, kpfa.org, or visit our YouTube channel at KPFA Radio. Don't miss the chance to engage with these thought-provoking conversations and witness the power of drag performers as they captivate young minds with their imaginative storytelling. For our first installment, we caught up with the one and only Rexy at the Bay Area Book Festival in downtown Berkeley. Please enjoy this episode of Drag Storytime, which recently aired live on KPFA Radio. What's up with Drag Storytime? Hello. Happy Pride. I'm Eric Jansen for KPFA, community-powered radio. With all the fuss lately about drag story hours, people in fabulous outfits and makeup reading stories to children, some of us here at KPFA thought you'd like to hear and see for yourselves, without having to sneak into an elementary school or your local library's kiddies room. So we're bringing some to you. We hope you enjoy our little video and audio drag story time series. Find them all on our website, kpfa.org. For our first installment, we caught up with the one and only Rexy at the Bay Area Book Festival in downtown Berkeley. Hello, everyone. How are we doing? Doing good? Enjoying the sun? I know I am. About time. We got some more sun. My name is the one and only Rexy. I use she, her pronouns. I have been doing different story hours throughout the Bay Area. And this is one of my favorite things to do because I get to connect with people. We get to read some fun stories. I discover new books to read. Um, and I love doing this because I I met a, a very amazing queer and trans person when I was younger who guided me to become the strong, powerful woman I am today. And I think if we can just share a little bit of joy and a little bit of laughter... We can really make a change in this world. So I'm going to read a couple of books for you all. Yeah, let's give it up for joy and laughter. I'm going to read a couple of books to you all. I read these earlier. Um, I got to meet the author of one of these books, and I am obsessed. Obsessed is also my favorite word. Chartreuse is also another favorite word. You'll hear it later as well. All right, should we get started with our first book? Yeah, let's, let's, hear, let's hear some enthusiasm. Let's hear some screaming. Let's take up space. Yeah, I love to hear it. I love attention if you haven't, um, if you haven't caught on to that. All right, so this first book I'm going to be reading is A Baby Book on Love and Gender, Whoever You Are, by Josephine Waylin. I love you more than the stars above, whoever you are, my baby love. Maybe you like blue, 
Maybe you like pink. Maybe you believe gender is something to rethink. Maybe you'll wear sparkles or stripes or break free from gender stereotypes. Maybe you like dolls or trucks, no doubt. I'm not here to judge, I'm just here to find out. Maybe you'll be an engineer, activist, CEO, doctor, dancer, or a weirdo. Or maybe you'll be a superstar. What matters the most is you are 100% who you are. Because you can't tell gender just by body part. You'll have to tell us what's in your heart. There's more than just he and she. Gender is a, spectra, a spectrum of possibility. Quiet and loud, soft and strong. You being you, there's no way to be wrong. From who you love to the color of your clothes, Whatever you're into, I won't try to impose. And as you find what's authentic and true, I'll be here to love you. Every version of you. I'll be your guide. I'll show you the way. But you are teaching me every day. Now go take the lead. What, what will you become? You can be anything. You can be anyone. More than anything you can think of, I love whoever you are, my baby love. That's our first one. Do we like it? I love it. I love the affirmations of love. Hmm, what do you think? Threatening? Revolutionary? Seditious? Must drag readers be stopped? Seems like folks gathered at the downtown Berkeley Bart Plaza wanted to hear more. Shall we do another one? Shall we? Okay, fine. This next book I got to read for the first time today, and it's become one of my favorites. Um... The author's right over here. Hi. All right. So let's let's get on with it. This is I'm really excited to read this one. This is a lot of words in it, which I'm really happy about. Uh, <laughs> no one owns the colors by Gianna Davi. All right. There's it's so colorful, just like my closet. If pink is for girls. Then it's also for squirrels because no one owns the colors. They say blue is for boys. Well, that just annoys because no one owns the colors. If trees can be seen dressed in red, gold, and green, then our chartreuse. See? Chartreuse is my favorite color. 
And please don't be mean because all nature cues are on the same team and no one owns the colors. If sunsets go changing their outfits each night, from violet, peach, turquoise, all glowing with light, then I can wear butterscotch or scarlet even. I'll copy the trees and I'll change with the seasons. For colors exist everywhere, every day. No one can say just for us while they play. Or assign them to right or wrong tones, good or bad. If anyone tells you other than that, ask them. Do ocean waves argue with the sky over blue? Do chameleons have only one color to use? The red, does red avoid yellow and try not to touch? Or they do... Or do they unite to make neon orange crush? Our creatures on their, ooh, our creatures on Earth are their own special shade. Each fur tone and skin tone is uniquely made. From ginger to tawny to apricot pie, the shades of our clothes are skin of our eyes. From redwood to emerald to mocha to blue, these are th there are colors we're made of and colors we choose. So what is the name of the color of you? And what does it feel like? Bold, shy, brand new? Now, if somebody tells you your color is wrong, be it skin, favorite crayon, or your fuchsia sarong, smile back at that person politely and say, the trees and the frogs and the cool ocean spray, they all share their colors, the dark ones and light, and so do the rainbows that dress up the sky bright. So all of those colors I also can wear. I am naturally perfect in all of my flair. For all of those colors I also can be. If you look with your heart, then I think you will see that the colors of me and the colors of you all come from the same glowing planet. It's true. And whether the color is olive or jet, cobalt or licorice, moth or violet, indigo, marigold, teal or bright white, whether they fill you with joy, then they'll always be right. Silver and charcoal, magenta or bronze, when the colors are part of us, they are never wrong. We're all part of nature. It's how we unite. And nature is dressed in the best colored light. The colors of sunsets and squirrels and trees. The colors of seasons and shimmering seas. The colors of you and the colors of me. 
just like rainbows, are truly and naturally free because no one owns the colors. And that's that book. Did we like them? These books are just so good. I'm really happy and honored that I got to read these with you all. Thank you all so much for having me. I had so much fun reading with you all. And let's spread some love and some joy, shall we? Thank you. That was the one and only Rexy reading Gianna Davies' book, No One Owns the Colors. Rexy spoke with us after the reading on noisy Shattuck Avenue in downtown Berkeley. My name is the one and only Rexy. I use she, her pronouns. I'm here with Dragon Story Hour to read some fun books about acceptance and joy. Um, and we're here at the Book Fest in downtown Berkeley. Yeah, um, I got to read some really amazing stories today. Uh, some of my favorites are the ones in my hand right now. Um, I personally love these books. Um, it's just about affirmation for kids to know that there's no right or wrong when it comes to exploring your identity and who you are. These are books that I wish I would have had as a kid. Um, would have probably saved me a lot of turmoil and questioning. Um, and they would have been guidance. Um, I also really enjoyed reading a book about bagels, which is so fun and so silly. Um, and it really speaks to what we do at Drag Queen Story Hour. It's about bringing joy at the end of the day. Um, and to me, one of the most joyful foods is bagels. <laughs> That's great. I love bagels, too. Um, so show us that last book, if you wouldn't mind, yeah. and uh, tell us a little bit. This is, you, this is, brand, this is a brand-new book. Yes. Uh, so today I had the privilege and honor of reading a brand new book uh, called No One Owns the Colors by Gianna Dabi. It shows that the, po the power that our identities and just what we hold as individuals is really threatening to bringing down what is white supremacy and systems that oppress us. So a lot of times bills will be passed that don't how do I say this? Bills are getting passed that are attacking individuals for living their best lives, which really goes against what America is, right? We know America to be the land of the free, yet we can't be free to share joy and to share stories of our people. So in this climate, doing events like these and letting our kids know that we are alive and that there is joy in the future for them, it's very important. So this is a kind of an unusual reading for you, and you know, it's mostly adults hanging around. You mostly go to like, where do you go? Schools? Libraries? What do you do? Tell me, how tell me what a typical uh, drag story hour is like. You know, it's interesting because I don't think that there is a typical uh, story hour in a day of our lives. Everything is so unique from being in, invited to schools by educators, to being in a public library, to sometimes we're in parks um, and just let kids come to us so that we can read to them. Um, my favorite story of, my, fa my favorite moment of my first Drag Queen Story Hour that I ever did was at a school in the Mission of San Francisco, in the Mission neighborhood in San Francisco. And it's somewhere where I grew up I got to tell stories in Spanish, 
And I had a kid just come up to me and just look at my makeup and just pluck my eyelash off. And I thought it was the most hilarious thing. And it showed like the like freeness of kids to just explore. Um, so there's really not a typical day in the life of a drag queen who does story hours, but that's the beauty of it. He tore your whole eyelash off? Yes, the entire eyelash just went bluk. <laughs> and I thought it was so hilarious. How old is this kid? I'm not sure. I didn't ask. I just had to ask for my eyelash back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I think that's it. Do you have any? Uh, do you have any events coming up that you want to let people know about? Um, right now, we are getting ready for Pride season. We will be reading at different events. Um, there is a fundraiser happening on June 14th for Drag Queen Story Hour at the Academy in San Francisco. Um, the, all support is, um, is welcome. We're really fighting a fight of joy and freedom. Um, so if you can share uh, information about Drag Queen Story Hour, I'm sure it's all on the social medias. Um, and I look forward to seeing people there. Great. Um, do you do other activism stuff besides the Drag Story Hour, which is plenty? Yeah. What, what, what are you passionate about now as far as activism goes? Um, right now, I am actually very honored and privileged to be a co-owner and a co-founder of the world's first all-trans-owned coffee cooperative. We are based in the Tenderloin of San Francisco, where the movement began over 60 years ago. Um, it's called Fluid Co-op. Um, we, as an all-trans-run cooperative, have focused on sharing our stories through our beverages and creating a space where all individuals can feel welcome. Our goal really is to provide a space where anyone, regardless of gender, race, even financial um, ability, can come in and enjoy peace and quiet or some music and just be in community. Fantastic. I love the name, yeah. too. All right. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Thank you so much for, for talking with me. Okay. Ciao. You are listening to KPFA's Drag Storytime series. I'm lead producer Cinnamon Sugar Shoes. We'll be right back after a quick message about KPFA Radio. KPFA Radio is a community-powered, listener-supported radio station based in Berkeley, California. We are able to bring you this content through donations and support from our listeners. Please consider supporting KPFA through a donation by visiting www.kpfa.org donate. And now let's get back to the program. I'm Cinnamon Sugar Shoes. Welcome back to Drag Storytime. As luck would have it, the author of No One Owns the Colors, Gianna Davey, was there too and glad to speak with us about why she wrote it. I'm Gianna Davey and I'm the author of No One Owns the Colors. What inspired you to write this book? So many things. Honestly, um, I, I'm a mother of two sons and I just, uh, as I raised them in the world, they're seven and ten now, I just became so much more apparent to me how gendered um, we expect the world of kids in particular to be and how much uh, gender expectations are on them. And I heard so many times in preschool kids saying, you know, pink is for girls and blue is for boys and you can't like that color or just the expectation of like the rambunctious boy 
quote unquote energy and it just really bothered me. Like we do live in a bubble here in the Bay Area, in the greater Bay Area, but yes, no, the gender expectations, I mean, if there's so many times I've heard somebody say, boys will be boys, I'm like, what even is that? Why? Why is that a statement? Um, people will be people. Like everybody has a whole range and a whole spectrum of behaviors and likes and needs and wants, and it doesn't have to be a certain way because someone was born certain anatomy. <laughs> have you written other books before? No, this is my first. How exciting. Yeah, very exciting. I used to be a ballet dancer. That was my first career. So this is like a big flip, but still somehow um, in the storytelling realm because, you know, it's all art. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Anything else you want to you want to add? No, I'm just, I'm so pleased. I love um, that the book is getting out into the world, into the hands of people who want and maybe need to hear it and I'm so thrilled with the drag story hour um, situation I'm just honored so yeah, okay. yeah thank you you want to say anything about um, you know the current politics going on I mean is that part of did that have any was that any part of the reason that you wrote this book well to be honest the very current politics around drag story hour and drag queens in general was not really a thing when I wrote the book two years ago because it takes a while to publish a book so I feel like it is this sort of kismet that it came out right at this time and I'm I'm thrilled that it's out there and that it's that it's getting out there thank you so much thank really you. appreciate it in Civic Center Park nearby we found Angela Engel the publisher of all three of the books Rexy read it was the Bay Area Book Festival after all she filled us in on her philosophy and on a scuffle with an author who disapproved of her book publishing choices. Hi, so I'm Angela Engel, and I'm the publisher of the Collective Book Studio. And uh, I publish incredible, I think, uh, children's books as well as lifestyle cook and gift. So you have a series of children's books, and some of them are specifically, um, I don't know, breaking down stereotypes, is that fair to say? Yeah, I think they're breaking down stereotypes, uh, dealing with issues of gender and love and acceptance and joy and expression. Can you give me a couple examples of, of those books? Sure. Uh, well, we heard one today, which is Whoever You Are. It's a baby book on gender and love. And I think the idea there is that when a child is born into the world, just sort of understanding from a very early age that parents can put a book on their shelves that doesn't necessarily put their child into a box, into um, a gender box, essentially, and allow from very birth a child to read this concept and idea that whoever you grow up to be, we're going to love you no matter what. The other one was No One Owns the Colors, um, and I think the wonderful thing about that is truly looking at nature, right, comparing the fact that you don't own the color blue from the sky, and so why are we assigning blue to a certain gender uh, is sort of silly. And I think that we can laugh at ourselves when we read this book. I think the magic about a children's book is that an adult learns something as well, not just the kids. So when I got that manuscript, it was like, wow, that is so true. Like, pink should not be for girls because squirrels don't own pink, right, in nature. Uh, they don't own a flower. And so I think that that was sort of the crux of publishing that book. And uh, I love it. And um, that that's also really key for us not to use gender pronouns for, in our books and for our books so that a kid feels that, wait a second, it doesn't really 
Uh, that's not part of why I'm enjoying this book. I don't have to be attached to a gender or a pronoun. Why and when did you sort of start on this um, journey of publishing this flavor book? Um, well, I think, you know, for me, that's, you're going to go back when I was like much younger. Um, I'm going to date myself. I was born in 1977 and when the AIDS epidemic happened and there was the um, quilt, I was raised in Minneapolis, Minnesota, Minnesota, and I remember this beautiful AIDS quilt coming to the Metrodome and going with my friends and raising money, and it was like a call to action. And I think for me, as a publisher, this whole idea of using my, my own platform is really key for me in this, in this moment when there's a war on drag, right? So if I'm publishing, I'm going to do that, right? That's in me. Um, I'm going to give money to organizations I care about. But now it is not only important to publish the books, but to also invite organizations like Dragstoria or to read the books and show the public that it's more than just publishing them. It's actually being completely inclusive in your events and your trends. Mm -hmm, very good. Um, so you had a piece in Publishers Weekly um, very recently and uh, based on somebody you had a contract with for a book pulled out because they didn't like the fact that you had, uh, oh, it's something to do with the sponsorship with GLAAD. So yeah. uh, rephrase that, tell me what's going on there. Well, I really appreciate this. So um, Read Across America Day is March 1st and I was beyond, like I was like, pinch me now. I was so excited because GLAAD, the Gay Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation. Uh, chose No One Owns the Colors for Read Across America Day and had partnered with Drag Story Hour. They had a huge PSA in Times Square uh, with the New York Times. People might have seen it. Um, and then after that PSA in the morning, our book was on YouTube, right? No One Owns the Colors. So I was like, this is the best day of my life. And I was like posting it on LinkedIn and social media and tweeting it out. And we have a very large email list and I made that the big feature and I I highlighted Drag Story Hour and GLAAD and I was um, called out on social media screenshotted and I was called all sorts of things including groom I was personally grooming children and was questioned my mothering and um, I'm raising a queer identified child and I took that to real heart I was like listen this is not if I'm being attacked right now, I cannot imagine the amount of attack and uh, daily mental, you know, wear and tear that's going on my dear friends for Drag Story Hour. And so I needed to write the piece and I needed to speak out and that uh, client and author no longer has their book on our list. Uh, it went, um, I, I, we broke the contract, it went, um, out of print and it can live in somewhere else but not on my list. So you think she regrets? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, listen, I'm I'm going to I mean my books are going to be sold by Simon and Schuster on that list. I must I'm women owned, but yet, you know, the reality is Simon and Schuster sales team sells my books and yeah, she should regret that, but I don't care. Like the real like for me my space is really about um, gender in inclusivity and I have the privilege because I'm not under some corporate, I'm the owner, to say that 
I'm not just inviting and it as a DEI or a pride. I'm actually living it on my list and who my authors are. And if they have an issue, then I'm not the right publisher for you. That was Angela Engel, the collective book studio publisher. Oh, the bagels. Smells like they're done. Let's check back with Rexy. Ding! Goes the timer. Finally, they're here. Delicious homemade bagels topped with butter, jam, or schmear. I see we have some schmear uh, fans in the audience. Me too. A is for Asiago. Cheesy, sharp, and creamy. B is for blueberry. Purple foods are dreamy. C is for cinnamon raisin. Slightly spiced and sweet. D is for dark right. With smoked fish, it's a treat. E is for everything. Garlic, salt, and seeds. F is for French toast, the start my morning needs. G is for garlic, tangy, toasty, and strong. H is for health grain, whole wheat is never wrong. I is for Italian, cheese and herbs all diced. J is for jalapeno cheddar, now that is very spiced. K is for kettle boiled, chewy from the pot. L is for lox. It's salted quite a lot. Thanks for listening to this first episode of the Drag Storytime series. We heard from the one and only Rexy and Gianna Davy, author of No One Owns the Colors, and Angela Engel, publisher of No One Owns the Colors and two other books Rexy read at the Bay Area Book Festival in May. See and hear other drag story readers on KPFA's website, YouTube page, and other social media. Follow KPFA online at kpfa.org, on Facebook at KPFA 94.1, and on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at KPFA Radio. KPFA's Drag Storytime series is produced by me, videographer Peter Stickney, and EA, who also edited this week's feature. For KPFA, I'm Eric Jansen. For this series, though, I'll try my new drag name, Cinnamon Sugar Shoes. What do you think? Should I keep it? Happy Pride, all year long. Let's spread some love and some joy, shall we? Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you want to find more KPFA radio content, log on to www.kpfa.org. Also, follow us on social media by visiting Facebook at KPFA 94.1 and Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at KPFA Radio. Plus, check out our KPFA TV video content on YouTube and Twitch.tv at KPFA Radio.